just always poop on company time. Welcome to this week's episode of I Didn't Cry Today. I'm Paige Bernholm. I'm Mo Vanita, and um, we're going to start with our intro. So, uh, Paige, did you cry this week? Um, I didn't all week until yesterday. Oh. And I immediately cried, and I was like, oh, my God, I can talk about this in the podcast. I'm so excited. <laughs> I was watching Survivor again. <laughs> that's the only <laughs> I watch. <laughs> um, I'm watching season 40, and if you're like, a survivor fan you know that that season's like the winners at war and they have the loved one visit where like their entire families get to come so like everybody like their spouses get to come and their kids came and like people were like seeing their families and crying and like seeing their babies and crying and so I was crying and it was just uh-huh. it was just sweet and I was I don't know why I was crying <laughs> at it but I just things that make me cry survivor so here we are <laughs> about you did you cry this week I did cry this week um I was doing really good actually and then I ended up I had a mental breakdown and I cried a little bit for a while uh so that was good um but then I didn't cry for anything else so I think that's pretty good week and I was like it's I don't know I was PMSing again so here I am but yeah not that bad for me um I'm happy for you thank you I'm really progressing um we're on an up and up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay i have a really embarrassing story that okay. I, tell. I also have an embarrassing story so this will be fun okay what's yours <laughs> okay um it wasn't like a story it's not like something happened to me i just had a realization okay um so since i turned 16 like i go to the mechanic and i my dad always tells me every time you get your oil change you need to rotate your tires and i was like okay, okay. I can do that. <laughs> and so sure. my entire life, well, since I was 16 years old, I've been going to the mechanic, telling them that I need my oil change and my tires rotated. And I just found out <laughs> what? that when they rotate your tires, they move them from the front to the back or then in the back to the front. And they don't just spin them in a special way. <laughs> You're kidding. You thought this whole time that they're in the shop just like. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. Because I always was going to be this I was like, they rotate on the road. <laughs> and I didn't understand why I need them rotated. I just did it. I can really picture you sitting there, like, waiting them. You're like, how long does it take to, like, spin some tires around? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I'm like, I went to my dad, and I was like, you're going to think I'm so dumb. And I told him, and he just, like, walked away from me. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not even super into cars, and I knew that. So. At least I got it done, you know? <laughs> you did. You did. And I was always <laughs> so confident. When I went in there, luckily this didn't happen while I was at the mechanic. That would, <laughs> well, yeah. You're like, okay, are they done spinning yet? <laughs> yeah, I feel like 
every time I go in there, I'm like, I need an oil change. My tires rotated so confident. And <laughs> little did they know in my head, I thought they were just spinning. <laughs> What's your embarrassing story? So we had like a situation happen at work and it was late, but afterwards me and my only friend that I've made, Susan, um, went to go get ice cream. So we went to the drive-thru of Culver's. I'm listening to my Spotify playlist that's called Sorority Girl Requests at a Frat Party. Um, and one of the songs is by Daddy Yankee. So I'm like in the drive-thru and the window is like open and I'm like waiting for my milkshake. And I'm like dancing. And this girl that was at the drive-thru was really nice at first. She was like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. Where'd you get your nails done? Blah, blah, blah. We're like chatting. We're friends. As while I'm dancing to Daddy Yankee in the middle of dancing, she walks back up to the window and says, I'm just going to close this now and closes the window on me. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And my friend Susan is laughing so hard that this random chick that works at Culver's has completely roasted me for listening to Daddy Yankee and dancing. I said, I hate it here. Um, I thought that was very rude. So that's what happened. She's never had any fun in her life. I was like, this is so embarrassing. Like, she could have just closed the window. Yeah, she didn't have to say anything. She had to make a comment and be like, "Ah, I'm just going to close the window now. I'm like, like, ah, sorry. Like, it's kind of loud in here. Like, yeah, I, anything. She could lie straight to my face, but no. She's completely outed me for dancing to Daddy Yankee. Uh, unfortunate for me, but there you go. In other news, I just have a question to ask you. Okay. Um, should I slide into the DMs of a boy I went to high school with? Um, Why not? Yeah, I usually make fun of people who date people from high school and, like, still date within their friend group, but... I don't think now I'm like, oh my god, I think he's single now. I think I should slide in because he's really cute. We were never really friends, but I (laughs) just thought he was cute because I was so unpopular. But yeah, I think that you should do it. Okay, why the hell not? That's still up for debate because I'm nervy. So, (laughs) well, I remember like when I was still on dating apps and I matched with a couple of guys that I went to high school with and they're like, Hey, you're so beautiful. Blah, blah, blah. I said, I know that you did not pay attention to me in high school and you're only talking to me because I'm pretty now. So true, 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 true. But I hope all the best. Maybe this is your, um, one shot at love, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really do think that you should do can't hurt if anything the worst thing that could happen is firstly just flat out rejection secondly he just leaves you on red and then you move third, on with your life. third and most and most of all the scariest i actually have to go on a date with him <sighs> your mom would be so excited if you went on a date. Mom would be so excited <laughs> i know she's like if she heard me like hyping you up right now she'd be like thank you mel for telling my daughter to go on a date because she needs to <laughs> <laughs> i love her <laughs> uh... Um, I booked a trip to Miami. That's exciting. Yeah. So I'm going with some of our other friends. Um, like the second weekend in May. So I'm pretty stoked. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Gotta be skinny because I'm going to be with like the three fittest people in our friend group. So I have to be skinny. <laughs> I will not be in attendance um, but I'll see you in Hawaii in July. So, and I'll literally see you next month. Actually. Yeah, like next month, I'm gonna be 
in your um, town. So actually less than that. In like two weeks, I'll be there. Oh my gosh. I know. It's literally tomorrow's April 1st. That's wild. I need to clean my house. <laughs> so it's um, clean for when all people come to And then me. this is just another thought I had. What is the okay. royals family, the royal family's last name? Okay. I feel like, I don't know if I'm making this up. I might be completely making this up. It feels like it's Windsor. Windsor? Isn't that like a, like a, a clothing brand or like a store in the mall? It 100% is, but I really think that that's their last name. I don't know why. I don't think they um, have one. I'm going to be completely honest. I think it's like a, like most of them don't go by a surname. Yeah, like their first name is like the queen. And then her, <laughs> and her last name is Elizabeth. No, her middle <laughs> Right? Paige, you're going to drive away the new fans that we made in England. <laughs> they didn't even come back for episode two, so <laughs> I checked. <laughs> but Jonas did. So oh, thank fun. God for Jonas. Here's your second <laughs> shout out, Jonas. Miss you, buddy. I okay now we have to google the um royal family's last name because I really might have just pulled that out of my ass um I'm not sure okay the royal family's website website states the queen's descendants other than those with the style of royal highness and the title of prince slash princess or female descendants who marry would carry the name of Mountbatten Windsor oh you're right kind of wow Kinda. You know who would have known the answer to this question? Carly? Yes. <laughs> Do you have I'm any that updates, thoughts, life things going on? I don't think so. I was at, oh, I was at a staff party last night that I texted you because we had to come up with a PG-13, like, thing that we've done. We were playing this game called Who Done It. I could not think of one appropriate thing that is fun that I've done. What did I end up, what did I end up, what did you end up going with? Because I texted you like five things and we're like, these don't work. I can't remember now that I'm thinking about it, but the first three things you texted me were not appropriate uh, for a work party with my boss. The other day, my boss asked me, they're like, have you ever been blackout drunk? Because my boss is like, don't drink. (laughs) And I was like, Yeah. (laughs) Like, how'd you know? <laughs> I don't know why that came to mind. Or they're always like, have you smoked weed before? <laughs> like, speaking of bosses, this is not so lame. I can't say that. <laughs> the transition is amazingly thought out. The transitions are hard. Okay. They are hard. Um, okay. This week's topic is all about being a working gal and our expectations of what we thought we were going to be when we grew up versus what we actually were and what we went into college thinking and what actually we're doing now so yeah we'll kind of like start with um college and we'll kind of move on into like where we are now and like the transition that happened so do you want to talk about college a little bit Paige yeah I can start um okay so I went into college as a marketing major, but I never took any marketing classes. I only took communication <laughs> classes and I switched my major to communication. So I was a communication major. Um, I didn't have an emphasis, 
but I had a minor in sociology in case anyone wanted to know. Um, I did. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, There's a lot of things going around about like Marxism and like um, the communist manifesto on the internet right now. Um, Definitely have that book. Definitely have read it. And I definitely have my own opinions that I don't want to get into, but I was a communication major with a minor in sociology and um, I didn't really have an emphasis in college. And that's something that I used to regret or while I was in school, I was always really worried about, um, but I oh, turned really? out I fine. <laughs> while I was in school for like the first two years of college, I thought I wanted to go into HR. Um, I don't know why I ever thought I would want to do that because people bug the living crap out of me. Like, I don't think I could handle people complaining to me the way that people complain to HR. Like, yeah. I would lose my mind. <laughs> like, not that at all. <laughs> be like, excuse me? Um, and then I really thought I wanted to do HR the entire time I was in college um, until my second to last semester. I ended up taking this, like, elective um, event planning class where I got to plan like a gala and a concert and like a golf tournament and all this stuff and I was like oh my god I want to be an event planner and I want to be Leslie Nope. I don't know why I wanted to be Leslie Nope. So but I did. Um, after college I ended up getting an internship at a city um, in their parks and rec department doing like event planning and stuff um Quickly found out that I hated that, but we'll talk about my internship later in the episode. So that's kind of where I started off and like my college journey of what I thought I wanted to be and where I actually am going to end up. So yeah. Mo, do you want to? Yeah. So, okay. For those of you who don't know me um, in person, I'm Filipino, which means I had Um, basically one option going into college and it was to be a nurse. Uh, so I gave that my best shot. And then I realized in my classes, firstly, didn't like it. I was not good at it. That's what I realized. Secondly, hated it, did not have fun. I like didn't retain any of the information without like, it was just really difficult for me. Um, and I like, wasn't passionate about it, but Um, I went through two years thinking I was just going to power through and like go to nursing school and then just like hate it. Um, But I ended up, you have to take a family life and human development class as a prerequisite. And I loved, I loved it. And so I ended up changing my major, which was like a huge thing for my family. Uh, I continued taking family life and human development classes. I really enjoyed them. I had some really great professors at school that um, kind of fueled my passion for like helping others and um, things like that. And I think um, something that fueled my change of career as well is people in my family had some mental health issues and struggles. And I like got to see that firsthand and see how it affected everybody. So that's something I got really passionate about. So Um, overall I graduated in family life and human development. And then I had a minor in psych and women and gender studies. And then I had an emphasis in family services and yeah, that's where I am now. That's kind of like what my college life looked like. Will I go back to school, um, and get my master's in social work? I don't know. Um, I thought about it quite a bit, but going back to school is scary and, um, expensive so yeah I agree very much so 
I think now we're going to talk about um, and in, like internships versus like real jobs and um, yeah. So I actually couldn't find a real job after college for like maybe two months. I kept applying and applying and applying and applying. Um, I kept on getting rejected and rejected and rejected. So um, I ended up getting an internship instead um, at a city up in like the Salt Lake area. Like I said before, doing um, event planning uh, for like the parks and rec department and all that stuff for the summer, which was like something that like I do not regret at all. So I had this internship and the first three months during the summer, I absolutely loved it. I was planning events. We did this whole 4th of July. I planned a rodeo. Like, I know nothing about rodeos. Um, I did, like, all these family events and, like, all these traditional events that, like, cities do in the summertime, if you, like, know what I'm talking about, if, like, your cities do that. Um, And, like, that was so awesome. And then my summer internship ended, and um, the – and I really, really enjoyed that, and I really thought I wanted to stay in – local government and the public sector like I really really thought that's what I wanted to do um and then um that internship ended and the city's mayor and um mayor and the city manager actually like came up to me and asked me um if I wanted to stay on at the city and do like a couple more months and work in the mayor's office during election season and be the city managers and the mayor's um, admin assistant and I didn't have another job and I was like okay sign me up because I loved working there so far so I ended up getting this job working in the mayor's office um, and being like the admin assistant and I hated it so much I don't know if you guys do like any administration or admin work it is horrid and making other people's schedules and also if you work in local government it's, everybody's so god damn annoying like those scenes in parks and rec like i remember this so specifically like there's a scene in parks and rec where this woman's like there's a sign at the park that says don't drink the um, sprinkler water it's contaminated and then she comes into a city hall meeting and is like this drinking water at the park made me sick in the sign said it was going to contaminate me why did it make me sick like that's real shit that happens in cities and people really do come to city hall and complain about this shit like it's real and i was like this is not for me absolutely not i left my internship obviously because the election ended and i didn't want to be there anymore and they got a new mayor that i did not like so i was like see you later Um, and I ended up getting my real job, um, that I still have now. I've worked there for like a year and a half, almost two years now. And uh, yeah, I met my bosses at the gym. Um, they go to the same gym as me. So that's where I met them. So I, I didn't, I didn't apply for my job or send in my resume until after I was interviewed, which was like really interesting. Um, so But during this time when I was, like, working the mayor's office, I was applying, applying for jobs and just kept getting rejected. So when looking for a real job, I don't have a lot of advice on how to get it because I literally was just offered one at the gym. So (laughs) I think that shows the importance of connecting and networking and things like that, because if it even if it's just with alumni from your college or just people in the community, that's like a really great way to hear about openings and things like that. Um, like word of mouth is like a huge thing because 
Well, for me, we like went on very different paths um, as far as our like careers or jobs go, because um, I started working at the place that I'm at now um, during my senior year of college because one of our other roommates was working there at the time and she told me to apply. I applied. I got a job that was like really great for me at the time. And then I got my degree and I really wanted to do something more. I like felt really stuck but I knew I wanted to like continue to work in um, like a residential treatment or something that had to do with mental health. Um, And then a coordinator spot opened up at that job, like super randomly. And I didn't think that I was qualified for it because it had to do with um, academics. And I like, don't know anything. (laughs) I didn't know anything about academics or high school besides like my own high school experience. But um, my boyfriend, convinced me to apply because like why not and I sent in my resume I did two or three rounds of interviews and then I ended up getting it and I really love the spot that I'm at now um but the way that I even heard about this place or these treatment centers in the first place is because I just like knew people that work there during college and that's what really opened up like the gates for me but yeah I just I think that like having that connection piece is super important because it can open doors that you didn't even know existed. Yeah, I agree. Like I was just like, I joined this new gym. It's like a CrossFit gym and I still go there today. That's why I look like this right now. (laughs) But um, yeah, I started there about like maybe a month before I left my internship. And um, I remember like complaining to like the owner of the gym because she was like training that day and I was like oh yeah like I hate my job right now blah 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 this is what I was doing this is what I want to do and she was like oh my gosh like I know a lady that works out here um, at a different time that's um, an event planner for this company do you want me to give her your information I was like absolutely and then literally the next day she called me and like I had a phone interview and then they asked me to come in and do an in-person interview. Actually, they didn't even say it was an interview. They just said, do you just want to come in and chat? And I was like, I, so I had no idea that it was an interview. <laughs> I like came in and I was like, I was like dressed fine. I was like wearing like a button up and like a pair of like checkered pants. But like, um, but yeah, my entire, like all of that was like through networking and that's really like, how I found my job that and you probably feel the same way that you got this job and you have no idea how you got it because you are unbelievably unqualified for it (laughs) 100% like when I was looking at the um like when they post the jobs and it has like the requirements or like whatever I was reading it and I'm like I don't I don't know about this (laughs) but something that I did learn from an old professor of mine in college is that women are more likely not to apply for a job if they seem like they don't meet the qualifications versus men like just don't give a f and will just apply for it even if they are unqualified so that's why like yeah and like women are like less likely to like ask for raises or things like that so if you want to close the wage gap start asking for raises start asking for raises and they're more likely to (laughs) men are more likely to debate their pay and stuff but like women we need to be go out there and we need to apply for jobs we aren't qualified for and debate and ask for raises because men do that stuff and that's why they're getting these jobs and getting paid more than us 
I think part of the reason that I got my job is just because of like my personality. And during my second interview, I interviewed with our HR director and the executive director of our whole program. And it was just them two. And we just like talked for a really long time. You were actually there the day of my interview. That's the day that we went to Vegas. We were supposed to go to Vegas. Well, we did go to Vegas. And I was like sitting in her drive-thru in the car with Starbucks, like waiting for her to get back from her interview so we could go to Vegas and watch Thunder from Down Under. (laughs) So that's like what I was waiting for. So I'm like antsy because my interview started late. And I'm like, I really want to make a good impression. Also, I'm like very late to be with my friends um but anyways like in that in that interview with them we just like really had like a really good conversation about what I wanted and what I thought that I could bring to the table and I don't even think a lot of the things on my resume really mattered it was like the things that I thought that I could bring just as a person let alone like what my diploma says or um what my grades were or what I was involved in or anything like that yeah like honestly like my boss or is like did not give a rat's ass about anything that was on my like extracurriculars in college. He was like, "Okay, what work experience do you have? I don't care that you are the vice president of your sorority." But anyways, I think uh, like on the lines of a promotion, like I really just went for it. I had a lot of self-doubt, like, like I said, thinking I wasn't qualified and it was just like giving it my best shot. And even if I, I had the mindset of, even if I didn't get the job, I had another interview experience. And I think interview experience is really important um, just to get used to it and yeah. used to talking about yourself because it's uncomfy. And even if you don't get it, like if you love the company that you're at, it's showing the company, like I am working really hard. I'm like interested in moving up. Um, and it shows that you're a hard worker. And even if you don't get it, it's like, don't let that deter you and like try again. You during this interview and you may not be right for that certain position, but they know that you'll be right for another position and there'll be an opportunity for you there. And I feel like it gives you more opportunities for your employers to encourage you to apply for higher up positions because they know that even though like I'm on the low end of the totem pole at my office my boss still like encourages me to apply for like higher positions even though I won't be working for them anymore but they like really really want to see us grow at our young ages you know what I'm saying yeah and like I'm really lucky that I have employers that like also want to see me succeed and um learn more skills and grow as an employee um I think something important too that I mean, I try to do this at least once a month or so. It's like asking my boss for feedback. Um, I do this once a week. I have a meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just want to know, like, do you think that there are things that I can improve on? Because I think for me at times, I guess I just get so caught up in like the everyday of things. I'm like, I have so much to do and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm, I can definitely be dropping balls somewhere. And I think just being open to knowing that there are things that you can improve on, because I think it's silly to be in a position to be like, yeah, I'm doing great. I don't need to change anything because I think you can always improve on something, whether it's small or if it's big. Um, and that can really impact like your workplace and your job as a whole. Yeah. Like literally a couple weeks ago, I dropped the ball on something at work. Um, and like, obviously my boss was like upset about it, but she knows that that's not something that I do all the time. And that's not some, that's something out of character for me, but 
when you're having these conversations, you're having feedback with your employers. And if you do mess up, they're usually like more lenient on you instead of just being like, I got this, I got this, I got this. But if you're having these like weekly or monthly meetings with your boss about like your improvement, like they'll be like, they'll go easier on you if you do mess up on something. And if you do drop the ball, because they, you have a better connection and conversation and like open conversation with them. So yeah. And I recognize too, like <laughs> I work in a very different like work environment than a lot of people. Like I work in mental health. So my boss like is really great at understanding like when I'm really overwhelmed, like we check in probably every day, just like, Hey, how are you? Is there anything I need to know about? And our communication is really open. So even if like something happens to fall through the cracks, like we're able to catch it pretty quickly and like kind of communicate about it and work together. It's never like a, you did this wrong. It's like, okay, how can we fix it together? Um, which like, I really um, appreciate about my workplace um, and my boss. Like she's just really understanding, which is so nice. Yeah. My boss is the same way, like with everything from not, not just like my work, not just like work stuff, but like personal stuff. Like I like was going through some health problems the last couple months and like, like I took some time off to like a lot of doctor's appointments and like sick days trying to like figure out what was wrong with my body. Um, so like, she's super understanding about those kinds of things too. And my bosses are like, so open about like anything and they want me to do more things outside of my job. I mean, I work in marketing, so they really, really want to push me to create like my own things, my own brand. And they were like really the people who pushed me to like pursue this podcast as well so and they they want to help my boss like constantly checks in about it he helped me um well he helped us or he was like throwing out his own ideas for graphics for us and stuff like that like yeah they're literally the cutest and they just like want to see me succeed and like because they work on outside projects like outside of our job too and so they want me they encourage me to do that too because whenever I'm doing creative new things outside of work, it makes me better at work and they benefit from it more too. So I don't know. I'm just, I feel like we're both just like really lucky that we have employers that are super open and understanding to us and also like really push us to pursue things um, in all forms and want us to be at the best that we can possibly be. I think that's something important too, like when looking for a job, because yeah, a bunch of things can look really great on paper, but I think that the work environment is so important um, to just like overall happiness and feeling success. Because I know like if I like right now had an awful work environment, I didn't have friends at work. I didn't feel heard. I would, wouldn't want to be there and like really hate my life, but that's not the case. I like really feel heard all the time. I have friends at work. I enjoy my time. And so it makes it much more enjoyable for me to be there first. And secondly, I do a better job at what I'm doing because I'm like happy and like wanting to get things done because I enjoy my company and I enjoy my coworkers. Yeah, I agree. And, but it just, I think it makes you more collaborative as well. Just like you're more comfortable in the situation. So you're able to have more open conversations about like goals and topics and you feel more comfortable like expressing your ideas and feel like you're constantly being shut down, which I think is, great yeah I yeah like you said I just think we're both like really lucky in that um (laughs) we have like talking about what we thought like a professional um like adult job like my big girl job would be uh like in (laughs) I'm laughing because like in college um our sorority did like 
what it's we call it like pin attire and so you're basically supposed to dress like nicely and professionally or just I mean just nice overall um we're told what you would wear to a job interview is what you should wear is pin attire um (laughs) as somebody with a job now firstly okay my job is like really casual but none of the things that I wore for pin attire or like professional wear at college was professional at all like I thought I knew what I was doing no my skirts were way too short um not appropriate I'm wearing too high heels like (laughs) oh yeah like like mini denim skirts with like sweaters and I'm like I'm in pin attire and I'm like oh my god (laughs) I wore that to work (laughs) I would never wear as short of a skirt that I used to wear for pin attire to work like I was wearing like a short corduroy button-down skirt which is okay fine whatever it was a little short I'm wearing thigh-high boots I would never wear thigh-high boots to the office. (laughs) Me either. Like, (laughs) I thought I was like, yeah, I have a good amount of professional wear. And then I started my internship. My internship was, like, very professional, especially when I worked in the mayor's office. Like, I had to wear, like, slacks and blouses and I, like, nice shoes. Like, I had to be, like, I had to dress like a 30-year-old working woman. And... (laughs) I'm like 20 years old. So I was like, what do you mean? I can't wear this skirt. <laughs> like at my club, um, sometimes I'll like, like to dress up a little bit. Um, and I have the option to do that, but we work at a ranch. Um, like I work in an, like I have my own office and things like that. So I could like dress up if I wanted to, but when summer hits, we're all in Chacos. Um, every single one of us owns multiple pairs of Chacos. If you're not wearing Chacos, you're wrong. Um, and, like, that's our work environment. We wear, like, jeans every day because, I mean, we're out there, like, walking with the girls. We're out. The the girls, like, take care um, of their cows and things like that. And so, like, we're dressed for being outside and, like, walking around and moving a lot. Um so I don't really wear a lot of professional clothes unless I'm like going to a conference or I have like a really important meeting or um, we have like a tour or something like that. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I mean, like I don't wear chacos to work, but I can wear like <laughs> jeans and a T-shirt like every single day and nobody would say anything like my work, I used to, like, when I first started, I was really nervous. I was like, oh, my God, like, I have to work dress professional. And then I saw people walking around, like, basketball shorts and flip-flops. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is the kind of place we work. And so, like, I, like, I do wear dresses sometimes, but I always make sure they're appropriate length. And I always make sure that they're, like, cap sleeve or long sleeve. Um, I can wear ripped jeans, but I kind of make sure that, that maybe there's just, like, one rip in them instead of, like, rips, like, all the way up my leg you know what I'm yeah. saying um, yeah I know and like I try to avoid crop tops and stuff too yeah. when like I work like I like that's I just feel like I think a lot of people are going away from like professional work where I'm making things more casual mm-hmm. but I still feel like I need to have I need to be appropriate you know what I'm saying like yeah yeah I know what you're saying and like I think it's hard to because there's this stigma of like professional wear. It's like, I can only wear um, like pencil skirts that are black. What am I to say? I don't really have to dress professionally, but like, I still find it professional. If, like a woman is in like a badass pantsuit. That's like a fun color. Like I still see that as like powerful and professional, but I think like 
obviously every workplace has a level of appropriateness, which I understand for sure. Like yeah. you're working, like I'm not going, I'm not going to the bar. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going out to brunch with my friends. I'm going to work. Yeah. Like when I do have to dress up, it's usually like conferences and events and I wear like, I wear like checkered pants and like a cute blouse and like a pair of like fun sandals or like low heels. And like, I still like, I try to like still represent that I'm young in my workwear as well because I don't yeah, want to be cool. like in a white blouse and black slacks and a pair of like flats and I look like I'm a sad 50-year-old woman that's still doing entry-level work. And if that's you, that's totally fine. But but Paige is uh, 23 and young and can still dress fun. Yeah. And I, I mean, like for my casual wear at work, I literally just shop anywhere but for like my more professional yeah. clothes, Loft is like my number one. I Me love too. Loft. Yeah. Um, I feel like they have really cute stuff for all ages and like for also like all okay. body types and like every like I'm not kidding. Like I can buy like a cute sweater there, and then every single year I get my grandma a sweater there for Christmas. Like <laughs> we're not sponsored by Loft, by the way. But uh, if anyone from Loft happens to listen to this, you're welcome to sponsor us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my whole yeah. wardrobe really like when I thought I had to be like super professional came from loft like my mom was buying me things at loft that she saw that were cute because she had to buy stuff for her but yeah me too because like also that's where my mom drop sh- shops for her workwear too so she's like we'll go to the loft they have really cute stuff so it'd be like the loft is really great I think for all ages um I also recommend if you want to go somewhere cheaper H&M H&M has yes. like a super cute trendy business area not quite as like high quality um as like maybe the the loft banana republic or um like j crew but zara has like yeah, zara's zara. hard sometimes but they really do have like cute workwear if you look for it so yeah for sure. a ton of fun blazers a ton of fun blazers as, as love as a blazer well. yeah so um moving into i think that kind of goes off of professionalism um, in the workplace, just making sure that you're dressed professional. Okay, the next thing that we have, like, in our script is called professionalism, and nothing in here is professional at all. So, I, We need to, like, really hound that. The workplaces that Paige and I are in are, like, very different from, like, what I pictured my, like, adult work life would be. Like, really, in my head, when I was in college, I'm like, okay, I'll probably, like, work in a big office, like, in a cubicle or, like, have an office and, like, go into the office nine to five every day. And, like, that's not what my life is like. Um, I I I mean, like, I do that, but I don't work. I have my own office. I don't work in a cubicle. And I'm very proud of that at 23 years old. But like this is my office with a TV and a couch. Come sit. I share my office with um our like our director of special education. Um, her name is Jessica. She is the best. Um, I'm blessed to share an office with her. Honestly, <laughs> if I get a new job and they make me work in a cubicle, I'm seriously. Gonna, I think I'm gonna have a problem. <laughs> like, if like here's your cubicle. You spoil. Like, Oh, I, I don't have my own office. Like, this is I a forgot. collaborative workspace. Ooh. <laughs> I, like, forgot to mention Jessica during our Friends episode last week. She's, like, in her 50s. She has adult children. Um, She's really taking me under her wing as, like, her child. So she just talks to me all the time about, like, what's going on. Um, 
she has a pool in her backyard. She invites me over to swim in her pool and have barbecues. She's the best, but I'm, I share an office, but it's with her. So I'm blessed. Yeah. My boss is also like old, old, I don't want to call them old, but they're also in their fifties and, um, <laughs> like have adult children and like, I watch their dogs. We go to the gym together. We like, we like have scooters in our office and we go around the parking lot with our scooter and like get some exercise scootering around. <laughs> so yeah, like our, like, I don't know, like the professionalism in like me and in, in my office and in Paige's office is like very different than like what I thought like a professional life would be or like what I saw in movies or like yeah. things like that. Like I thought it would be depressing. Okay. Honestly, when I worked for the city, it was depressing. <laughs> so <laughs> when I worked in the public sector, um, everybody was in cubicles and I was like, oh, has i'm like i wanna yeah like okay also when you're in the public sector everything you have to be super careful with from like budgets to like the way you communicate because like anybody from the city or like a citizen or a resident can like ask for information because you are like in the public sector so yeah yeah so like in case you wanted to know the things that we're talking about with professionalism are like very personal for us. I don't know how much like everybody can relate, but like this is like the life that we live personally. Um, yeah. If you don't have a job like this, I'm sorry. Like today, um, I was on an email thread with my CEO, my boss, and a couple guys from our sales team, and they're getting approved like to travel. Um, because like coronavirus and like things are coming back. And so we're like getting approved to travel for things like um, at the end of the year. And my CEO goes, hmm, I'm unsure. Let me get my magic decision-making coin. He's like typing this in an email, first of all. (laughs) Let me get my magic decision-making coin and let me see and I'll flip it and it will tell me the answer. And then it's like dot, 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 dot. Ah, it says, yes, you are approved. I'm like reading this email this morning and I'm like, oh, this is who I work for. This is who signs my check. (laughs) like our um executive director texted me the other night and she just says she's like talking about some situation and she just says you kick ass (laughs) i said thank you so much (laughs) yeah and like my work we have like a like a um a group chat for everybody in my office and we send memes and like gifts like all day long and (laughs) it's just like nothing like it's fun yeah i feel like I remember, like, in high school when they talk about, like, your college professors or, like, your future employers will never accept this kind of email. But, like, half my emails are, like, K thanks, smiley face, and then it, like, says sent from my iPhone at the bottom. Like, whatever, you know? Yeah. I, like, my honest opinion, if you can't tell me what you want in an email in the first three sentences, I don't care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Also, obviously, I'm not going to, like, email everybody like that. Like, if it's super serious, I know how to write an email, but also, like it happens you get a little smiley face in there and it's fine yeah people like make jokes I think people like really really even like older people who have been there forever really try to make things fun at work and like try to say funny things or be witty in emails or like in the group chat or whatever so people like really try to make the work environment fun which makes you want to make the work environment fun even in COVID so I like 
and really thinking about COVID because in in the COVID world, we all went virtual. And so we're all on Google Meets or on Zoom or whatever. It was just different backgrounds. Like my whole office, like all of us have, we're like pretending we're at the beach or like in space, you know, you can change the background. Like that's like, that's how we made it through our virtual meetings is because we're all pretending we're in space. Yeah. And then like my office, like um, there's like a couple people who just had babies and um, like, well, not just, but there's like cute little one-year-olds and they'll always like put their one-year-old on camera and they'll always be like, hi. And it's like, just so fun to see everybody's cute little kids and, or their dogs and people like show off their babies and their dogs. I didn't show off anything, but <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking at our script and you mentioned that you do not answer your desk phone, um, which is crazy to me. I do not answer my desk phone and it's weird because first of all I don't get very many calls on it mostly people just like email me or like call my cell phone Mm -hmm. um but today I got two two phone calls that weren't people trying to sell me stuff um one of them was this old lady who was asking me to stop sending her a magazine and I called her back and she was like trying to spell the name for me and she gave me three letters of this name and she was like can't you find it I was like Benji we have like 75,000 people in this system (laughs) of course not (laughs) and she was like there's just I threw it in the trash and I was like I can't take you and she's like I have another meeting I have to go and so like I didn't I called her back and I don't want to talk to her again and I just (sighs) that's why I don't answer my phone (laughs) so for me, okay, most of our communication is done via email or, like, if it's a bunch of people in the company, we, like, use, um, like, GroupMe or, like, a different kind yeah. of messaging app. We use Skype. Um, yeah. If it's within the company, like, if it's one of the therapists or it's one of the other coordinators, all of them have my personal phone number, which is totally fine. I don't mind them calling me or texting me or whatever, but when it comes to people, like, outside of, like, the people I work with every day, like, parents or um, things like that, I don't want them to contact me on my personal phone because it's, like, a boundary thing for me because they'll try to contact me, like, outside of work hours. And I'm, like, I don't, like, as much as I, like, want to help, I don't want to help at, like, 8.50 p.m. or whatever other times they call me because they're from all over the world, you know? So that's why I'm, like, here's my desk phone number. I attach it to my emails. Here's my email, but I'll never give out my personal phone number for that specific reason just because I'm, like, if they have it, they'll call me whenever. And I'm, like, I can't manage that. Like, I can't manage getting a call on a Saturday afternoon because you had a question about something email me yeah like I I like obviously like I don't deal with people like that or else I wouldn't give out my personal but I deal with like a lot of contractors who are on the same schedule as me and um a lot of like outside people who do work nine to five too so it's like yeah not a big deal and a lot of the time especially during conference season like I'm not at my desk um so I'm usually on the go. So they'll always call me on my cell phone because I'm usually traveling or like I'm on site, like I'm on site at an event or I'm in like a warehouse trying to pick out temporary furniture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, there, there's some points where I'm not at my desk, like in these next coming weeks, like um, like May and June, we have like a conference and we're going to be like live streaming this like insane product update thing for our tech company. And we're like, Anyway, I'm not going to be in the office. I'm going to be at this um, studio, like, for 12 hours. So I'm like, don't 
call on my desk phone. You will not get a response. Text me, call me. I will not have my computer either. So that's why I give out my personal phone number. But usually people are pretty good about like nine to five because they're in the same business. So, yeah. Um, and then like at my job, there's like a lot of, um, kind of college kids that come work, but they're not like up like in admin. Um, they're not a coordinator. They're not part of the administration. Really. They're on the floor with the kids. Um, but so yeah, there's them, but also I'm like, I'm one of the youngest people like in, um, the admin team or the coordinator team. Um, I think there's like one other girl that's my age and she does, um, she works with us too, but like we're the youngest people. So we kind of wanted to talk about like being young in the workplace because, uh, this is a podcast about post-grad. So Paige, did you want to talk about your experience about being one of the younger people in your office? Um, sometimes it's fantastic because, um, I think like young, you really do have like new ideas and people are like excited about you and like excited that you're so young and like have these new fresh ideas and stuff, which is great. But a lot of the time you get insulted, um, or get told that like your opinion doesn't matter because of your work experience and, um, your age, which is like, like I went through this like a couple months ago, like over the summer. Yeah, and I remember like, I, like, I really had people on my team, like saying this, like kind of backhandedly saying these comments to me and saying that I don't understand and I don't get in like, a, and like, just like blowing me off. And it just like, it was like a lot. And I was like, oh, it made me so mad. And I was like, you are like way older than me and you're treating me like an idiot. But these are just things that like you have to like push aside and like get over <laughs> because yeah. I think like when I'm this person, when I may be like 30, 40 years old and like some young 20, 20 year old grad the post-grad kid comes in and is like, I have all of these ideas and this is what I want to do. And you, I feel like people can kind of feel attacked in that way that they're, they're like, oh, this person's trying to change things or like come in and think that my ideas are dumb and blah, blah, blah. What do they know? Mm-hmm. And so I really, so that's the kind of look I had to take on it because one, my feelings were really hurt and I didn't know how to get over it for a while, but then I had to like kind of take a walk in the other person's shoes and see like, I would feel like 20 years from now if somebody did that to me. So, yeah. For me, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. I'm done. Like, for me, it was like a personal thing that I had to get over because, like, in these meetings, I was like the youngest person in the room. So I felt like they weren't hearing me or like they weren't taking me seriously because I'm like kind of, I was like, I just graduate. I had just graduated. The person at the time that was like closest to me in age was my boyfriend who's like four years older than me I had to think about it and so and then all these other people that were like really well established in their careers and have been doing this for a really long time and it was like just me who got this promotion in my mind on the fly and so I had to get over my own like negative self-talk of like these people don't think that I'm qualified or like they won't take me seriously because that was just my own personal stuff um, and it wasn't the case. Like I have really supportive coworkers and I, it was like a mind game that I had to get over myself. So now at this point, um, we have fun in the office. I, we have like a big, um, meeting every single week. It's like a five hour meeting. 
And sometimes they bring up stuff that like clients have mentioned, like randomly, like slang terms. Like, so I'm teaching this whole, (laughs) I'm teaching this whole meeting. There's like 20 of us in there and they're like, what the heck does that shit slaps mean? And I'm like, okay, you guys, this is what that shit slaps means. This is what show me the receipts means. Um, This is what it means when you're pressed. Like I'm teaching them like all these terms or like, um, I'm like telling them about TikTok trends or like yeah, things like that because it helps them like relate to the clients. And yeah, that's like, they're like, Oh, Monica's definitely going to know what no cap means. Like, yeah. let's go ask her. I do the exact same thing. First of all, like I do relating back to like your confidence thing. I had a really hard time, probably like the first, like maybe eight or nine months of my job, like being really insecure and people thinking like not taking me seriously and always thinking that I'm dumb. Like, that was my biggest yeah. security was, like, people thinking that I was dumb because, like, I knew I wasn't qualified for my job. And, like, I wanted other – I don't know. I, I didn't want people to, like, see through me. Um, but I'm over that now. If I do something dumb, I'm like, haha, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> But, um, uh, yeah, my bosses all the time ask me for slang. Like, my bosses, like, always ask me for slang and then – they'll like text their kids and be like, Hey, are you simping over anyone? <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, like pausing this whole meeting to like tell them I'm like, yeah, this is what this means. And they're like, okay, got it. Got it. And then like, we just continue on with our lives. Or like the other day I was like, Oh my gosh, you should say to your, my one boss. I was like, you should tell your boss your wife at dinner and be like oh this dinner is bussin <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> what <laughs> I'm not doing that <laughs> I also will sometimes use like, use the terms on like some of the clients I'm like are you pressed and they're like oh don't say that <laughs> like sorry <laughs> yeah um and something else I have on here that's just like a rule of thumb for everyone always poop on company time that's that's our one that's the one piece of advice that we've had um you have any takeaway from this just always poop on company time that's a great way to end this episode (laughs) thank you for the advice um Thank you guys for coming back for episode three and sticking with us. Um, we're kind of still getting the hang of it and we're having a lot of fun. And so we hope that you are too. We've gotten such nice messages from so many of like our friends that have listened. So thank you guys so much for continuing to support us. Um, we also got one hate message on our TikTok, our first hate <laughs> message ever. Um, it said something along the lines of can't believe that people can be this boring. Not going to lie. <laughs> So shout out to you if that was you. Um, we hear you, girl, or dude, or whatever. Um, thank you yeah. so much for the feedback. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> I like screenshot it and sent it to Mo, and I was like, oh, look at our fans growing. <laughs> I know. We have haters, you guys. <laughs> um, but anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow us on all of our socials. Um, you can follow us on our podcast Instagram at I Didn't Cry Today Pod. You can follow us on TikTok. That is I Didn't Cry Today Pod. 
Um, you can also follow my personal Instagram, which is P underscore Burnhope. And you can follow Mo at. My Instagram is at much love Mo. Um, you can email us. I can't remember our email address. You can email us. You can email us at I didn't cry today at gmail.com. Um, send us a funny story or a topic that you guys want us to talk about or literally anything hate mail um (laughs) send us anything we haven't received an email yet and i just want one um so i can be excited (laughs) um we did get a review on apple it was one of my boyfriend's friends who's trying to convince pitch to date one of their other friends so Shane, if you're listening to this, thank you so much uh, um, for your I appreciate content. the review. And make sure to um, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or Apple. Um, rate us five stars and write a review if you want to. Um, and also, sc- if you're listening, screenshot this set- and post it on your Instagram story. And all of your friends will be like, oh, my God, what is that cool podcast? And then <laughs> they'll go listen to it, too. So tag us um, if you do that. All right, that's the end of the episode. See you in two weeks. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.